My beautiful friends, hello, (laughs) how are you? Um, It's been uh, quite a while, I suppose. January has been so busy. Um, I wonder if it's this busy for you too, or is it just me? And, you know, I guess I did this to myself. I I get so excited with new opportunities and new work and new referrals and clients and working with students and all of that, that I just uh, take on everything because I, it's like, I don't, I really don't want to turn anything down because I really just like all of the work. It's just too much. It's like too much of a good thing is not a good thing anymore. It really stinks. Um, so, yeah part part of part of all of this is that I haven't gotten to this podcast in um, quite a while. I think if if I could make the same amount of money creating this podcast like once a week. As I do running like one or two sessions, I think I can let go of one or two sessions and actually put out this podcast regularly. Um, So send me your ideas. Um, I know, I know this podcast is so valuable to you. Um, I still get messages regularly about, um, this podcast meaning something. I just had um, a professor reach out and and say that they use um, they use one of my episodes um, in their class for their students to learn from. Like, oh my gosh, that's so cool! I, I'm just so I'm so flattered and I'm so honored um, to be here with you and to speak with you. And to share this space and be in your homes or your cars or your earbuds. Um, how special. You all, you know, you all know a bit of me. Um, this, this piece of me that is shared around the world now <laughs> because of uh, technology and social media and podcasting platforms. So, um what a joy it is to be with you. Um, but also, what a time-consuming job it is putting out a podcast. So I'm I'm thinking about starting up my Patreon again. I had it up once upon a time, but never really did anything with it because like other social media platforms, um, it's work. It's like, Oh, if if someone gives you money through Patreon, then you as the creator have to give them something more. And it's like, I already feel like I'm giving so much just with recording this podcast and editing it and sharing it and putting it up on social media. Like all those steps take so much time. So um, maybe... Um, let me know if you would be 
open to, up to uh, throwing some money my way over on Patreon um, without getting anything extra in return. Uh, let me know if that's something that you'd be interested in um, doing. I think if everyone listening to this podcast um, gave like $5 a month, it's like what, cup of coffee these days? Like, It's like a drop in the bucket of filling your gas tank. <laughs> um, no, but, but for real, like if, if each one of us were to give like, I don't know, four or $5 a month, we could keep this going in a reasonable fashion, in, in a regular uh, capacity. So anyway, I don't know why I'm sharing this all with you. I, I just decided to press record and start talking because it's been a while and I miss talking with all of you and sharing new thoughts and experiences and, um, you know, all the stuff that, that we do on the podcast. I really do miss it. But yeah, my life is, is so full right now that um, this has not been priority. But I do want to get back to the point where this is a little more at the forefront of um, the work that I do within my week. So let me know if you're interested in throwing money my way <laughs> to keep this going. And then uh, maybe I'll open up my Patreon again and just, I don't know, let you all run the show on there because I don't think I have any more time for another platform. But anyway, I have thoughts all, all the time about what to share on this podcast. So it's like I have a running list, but there are these moments where I'm like, I should record, but I don't have that spark of inspiration for the topic of conversation or the ideas that are flowing through my mind. And right now is one of those moments. So I guess I'll just run through a couple things that have been on my mind or been with me this week. Um, it's Thursday today when I'm recording this. So I've worked almost my whole week um, so far. And so I have one more day of client work. I might have another day actually because I have to make up some work. But anyway, um, yeah, some things that have, that have been rolling through my head. So the, the first thing is a recognition for where I am right now. I can't remember exactly when I started this podcast. It's been a couple of years now, I think. So this podcast, all of you, the time that we have spent together has seen me through a lot of life and a lot of work. And I, for whatever reason this week, have been reflecting on like where I am right now. And man, I'm in such a, a different place of life. Um, it's really amazing what a couple of years can do. It's like when you're in the middle of something so, so rough or so difficult or challenging, it's so hard to see that in the future, in a month or in 
a year, your circumstance can be completely flipped. It can be totally different than it is right now. Um, So I want my story, I want my sharing of where I am to be an inspiration to you that um, things can shift in your life in a very short time. And I think especially in the hard times, we ought to be open to the goodness that may come our way. So yeah, I've been thinking about, um, sorry, I'm like super tired. So I feel like my body just kind of took a notch down and I'm talking lower and slower. Um, I know you're with me though. So so yes, I'm thinking about time and I was thinking about um, 2016. Greg and I in the middle of the year had moved back to Rochester from uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Shout out to Midwest friends. I miss, I miss Minnesota. Um, it was just, a, the Twin Cities, just a lovely place to be. Really cool people, really cool cities. Um, anyway, so we moved back and I had just left a very consistent, um, great job in hospice care. It was the small hospice company that somehow found me and uh, started contracting with me. That was also, P.S., the experience that I had that taught me um, that I had my own business and <laughs> had to pay attention to taxes. So yeah, that was a huge learning experience. But anyway, we moved to Rochester and like ever since my internship in hospice care and then working in hospice again in Minneapolis, I I just feel like I'm made for that work. I don't know if there's any other way to say it. Um whatever qualms I have about being in the profession of music therapy, um, they all go away when I do this kind of work. People recognize me for the skills and the expertise that I bring, <laughs> even though it takes about a session or two to convince them. Usually usually before I walk in the door, they're like, are you sure you want to see this person with dementia? <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? Am I sure? I like, <laughs> I'm laughing about it right now, but I literally had someone like say that to me. I think it was today. I called them. I was gonna see someone in a hospice home, and they're like, "Well, this person has dementia, and you know, can have sort of like some attitude or you know, behaviors or whatever." And I'm like, "Oh, that's okay. You know, I've been doing this work for." like 10 years now and nothing really surprises me. And also um, most of the time when I visit people, it's, it's a magical thing. Like music therapy really benefits these people. Um, and I don't have to try and like their dementia is like beside the point. It just doesn't matter because the moment is so beautiful. Anyway, uh, was like going with all this as you can see I'm sleepy and um losing my train of thought (laughs) because I'm just laughing at myself 
Um, okay, so hospice work, yes. So um, yeah, there's there's something about it for me that just feels right. And I wonder if you have that feeling with something. And if you don't, I would encourage you to open yourself up to um, to feeling that. Like, let your mind or let your heart be open and aware um, to these things that that seem to sync up and feel right. Um, because I think, you know, when we're so busy or when we're lost in work or life or relationships or learning or whatever it is, um, we can easily lose sight of what we're feeling and experiencing. And then we bypass these moments that are giving us this, um, really important information about ourselves, like what feels right, what seems to fit with us, what um, what matches with our personalities and the way that we live and breathe and move through this world. So yes, if you do not, if you have not had that experience yet, like man, this feels like me. This is the work that I'm meant to do. Let yourself be open and aware of these possibly magical moments or um, moments of synchronicity, if you will. So yes, that is my message to you. Um, and then for those of you who, who already have had that feeling, who are like, Yes, I know what feels like me. Yes, I know where I want to be. I'm just not there yet. Or I just don't know how to get there. Or it's just impossible for me to get there. Um, I suppose I'm here to say that, uh, give it time. Um, That it can happen. It's funny, I got this planner um, probably like five, six, seven years ago. And it came with these cute little cards. And it's weird because I just happened to be looking at my wall and coming across this card like right now. And it's perfect for the moment. Um, so the card says, big things happen one day at a time. And if I look at my career in the last um, wow, seven years. I'm like, how many years has it been since 2016? I'm in a place where a big thing happened, but it doesn't totally feel like a big thing because it happened over all of those days over the last six, seven years. Um, every little thing that I put into it now has come to fruition. So I remember in 2016, going back to my story, okay, stay on track. Um, I, so we moved back to Rochester and I just knew, I'm like, I want to be doing hospice work. I just know it. 
so funny for me to be like saying this out loud because I think for so many years in the middle there, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Or I think I lost sight of it because it just felt so impossible to get there. Wow. Okay. So so I knew I really wanted to do hospice work, um, but there were no jobs available. Um, at the time, there was one person working in hospice care. Um, and then through some inquiry and uh, asking around and talking around and reaching out to people, I found out there that there was another music therapist or two in hospice care um, working in pediatrics. Um, and they weren't looking for anyone, and plus I didn't have the credentials that they were looking for. So there was this one person in hospice care, one music therapist, and um, but then I did all this other research, like, okay, well, how many hospice companies are in the area? Like, who's providing the care? Um, who, like, how are these hospice um, professionals being paid? So it turned out that there are these two hospice companies in Rochester, and those are the ones that hire the um, the doctor and the chaplain and the nurses and uh, the social workers, and um, they have like the volunteer coordinator and um, and so they were the only so the, these were the two companies providing hospice in Rochester. Hospice is very interesting. Um, mode of care and uh so hospice is really interesting because um uh states run hospice organizations differently maybe that's not the best way to say it but you either um so states either have a certificate of need or they don't and um what that means is that if the state has this thing called a certificate of need, it means um, in order for a hospice company to start to be a company to provide hospice, um, the state needs to say, yes, we don't have enough hospice providers and we need more. So that's the whole certificate of need thing. In states that don't have a certificate of need, hospice companies can pop up all over the place. And it, so it was really interesting being in uh, Minneapolis because, because I found out that they do not have a certificate of need. Consequently, they had many, many, many hospice organizations, um, at least like many more than I was used to in Rochester, I, I definitely saw a difference between New York State and um, Minnesota. So that's a little backstory on um, this whole thing. So one hospice organization had a music therapist, the other didn't. And I'm talking um, specifically um, hospice for adults and most often uh, older adults. Um, so I talked with the guy from the one hospice and he was very content in his job. He had started out there as a volunteer and then over, you know, years and years, 
it built into a program that built into a, um, an employee position for him. And because it took him so long and, um, it was a very challenging road. He's like, I'm really happy with where I am. And I'm really not interested in trying to push anything at this point, but like, I'll let you know when I retire and then maybe this job will be available. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to do hospice now. I don't want to wait like, I don't know, 10, 15 years. So, or maybe more than that. I don't, I don't exactly know his age, but, um, so that's, that's where I was in 2016. I did all this work to figure out like, is there a way that I can do this work that I love? So as you may have heard from previous episodes, I took some breaks. I did some different things. I did a little bit of music therapy with a little bit of other stuff. And it's been this, this road of apparently getting back to hospice again like I there there have been so many times and days and moments spent wondering like what am I here to do and I still have those days even now but and being back in hospice care it's just like oh yeah this is what I'm meant to do so it has taken as I mentioned, a very long time, a very windy, tiring road. But here I am, and I'm working in hospice care. Um, maybe I will save the story about how I got here for another day. But I'm here, and it's so hopeful So I am here in a capacity where I am contracting with this hospice company. So out of necessity, as I may have mentioned on a previous episode, I started this business, this private practice, this music therapy contracting thing where people pay me directly and I am not an employee and they don't pay for my benefits, all that good stuff. So um, this is the way that I have been able to get in to working with this hospice company. Um, And I think that's hard for a lot of us to um, accept. Um, I've told a lot of people before, like I never wanted to start my own business, music therapy business. Um, I wasn't planning on it. I didn't like graduate from school and and pass the exam and say, I want my own business. I, I never really thought I would do that. Um, but then it's like, I kind of had to because of what I wanted to do and like, because of the goals I have. Um, so anyway, here I am and it's very weird to see that I'm here now. When I look back at 2016, Kim, just really sad that she didn't have the job that she wanted and so interesting. That was also the year that I stepped away from music therapy. I mean, it was only for like, I don't know, six, six months or so, eight months. I don't know. But still, that's like really interesting to think about that. Like I stepped away because it seemed like I was trying so hard and getting nowhere. 
But then like, here I am and I'm, I'm doing it. Oh, it's so wild. Um, so I don't know, I guess this is an update <laughs> of sorts on my life and my work. Um, I really don't share this to boast about where I am or um, make you feel bad if um, you're in a difficult place because I was there um, for years and years and years. And I just kept on saying like, for some reason, I'm still here. For some reason, I'm still in the music therapy profession. For some reason, I'm still doing this job. Um, and maybe that reason was to get to this place. Uh, man, that's so, it makes me emotional to think about. Like maybe all of those really, really hard years, really challenging time. So many years of wanting to leave um, the field. And also, I want to say, if you want to leave the field and it feels like the right thing for you, you have permission. You have all the freedom in the world to leave this profession. For some reason, I left, left in quotes, for like six, eight months, and I quickly came back. And for some reason through all of the challenges, um, I persisted. I, I, I stayed here. I kept doing work. I kept trying to figure out how to make this job and this life possible. And um, I don't know if it's accurate to say I've made it or I have arrived, or like everything is perfect and this is exactly what I want my life to look like and my job is exactly what I want it to be. I can't say that because it's not perfect and there are so many things that I want to shift and change and um, move around, but I am in a different place than I was in 2016. It doesn't feel quite as hard, quite as challenging quite as like, um, I don't know, draining. Like, okay, physically, I am very tired. <laughs> this job is very draining. But like emotionally and mentally, feeling drained because I couldn't do the work that I wanted to do. Like I'm not in that place anymore. And that is really cool. So I suppose this is an update for you on what things look like for me. Um, and maybe it's not even an, an update. Um, well, maybe it is. <laughs> I'm going back and forth now. I feel, if I call it an update, I feel the need to actually update you on some other things. So here we go. Let me update you. Here's the update. Um, okay, it's 2023. Wow, we are here. Um, Greg, my husband, and I just celebrated uh, 10 years of marriage. Like, wow, 
How has it been that long? We were babies, basically, when we got married. <laughs> oh, and um, yeah, it's it's so cool. We've we've just been best friends the whole time. Um, maybe we'll do an episode on love or our relationship sometime. Um, as another, you know, encouragement for you that if you do desire to be with someone, um, I believe there's someone out there for you. And maybe, maybe it's not this like, like magic fairy dust. Like there's only like this perfect, the one for you, but maybe you can find someone who can be that person for you. Anyway, I just, I'm a very hopeful person. So I'm just uh, sending all that hope to you if that's something you desire. And maybe we'll have a chat about it sometime. Um, Okay, so where am I? 10 years, yay. And um, we, so instead of like taking a fun trip or whatever, we decided to throw a big party with um, all of our friends and our family. And it was a blast. It it feels like it went by in like the blink of an eye. It's like, it's such a true expression. Um, like we were just planning it for the full month and now it's over. <laughs> like what happened? But um, it was really a blast. So fun. We had like the best food ever. Really good Greek food in um, Rochester. If you're local, uh, we love Aladdin's. That's the place, um, shown place in Pittsburgh. We like that one. Um, and so another thing that we did hand in hand with our anniversary party is we had a brand launch. So this is kind of like an offshoot of um, me, <laughs> me as a person and a brand and a music therapist, um, so it's like, you know, I have my music therapy services and then I've got some uh, resources for music therapists and then I've, I've got some products like little stickers and washi tape and stuff. Um, so it's, it's kind of an offshoot of that and the brand is called Music Can Help. So it stemmed from that, um, the sticker that I made. It's a really cute little sticker. It's like almost like a, a beige brown color text and it just says music can help and the background is clear so when you stick it on something all you see is the the letters I think it looks really cool um and so funny because I made this sticker on a whim one day I was making my stickers I had this goal like I want to make a product I want to make stickers so I made a couple stickers and then I was like you know I think I should have some more words on something. Like I should just do some words. Okay, music can help. And then it wound up being really, um, it wound up resonating with a lot of people. It's like that's the sticker that they would go for. Uh, So then one day Greg's like, I was like, what else can we do with this? It seems to be meaningful to folks. Um, And then Greg's like, what if you put it on a shirt? So then we took that idea and we had shirts printed and then we're like you know I think this is bigger than just a shirt so then we're like okay let's make a brand out of it um 
it doesn't mean we have to start a whole new business. Like honestly, so from the business aspect, um, all these products and this brand are uh, just going through my business, like Kim Best Music Therapy. Um, and it's just kind of like an offshoot, but for tax purposes, it's all still the same business. So anyway, um, we're like, we think this can be bigger than just products. So now um, this brand is partnering up with music events. And the first one being in March, uh, March 25th, uh, there's a big um, tribute concert to uh, Linkin Park and their Meteora album because it's been 20 years since uh, it came out, which is wild. Um, because probably some of you listening to this podcast are 20 years old or younger than 20, um, which is also really cool. It's a great age. But anyway, um, yes, this this is like our first event that is a musical performance, Linkin Park for anyone interested, um, that's paired up with music and help. So it's all about the power of music and uh, supporting mental health. And mental wellness. So um, we we are excited to see where this goes. We see um, smaller groups like music and wellness groups in the future, kind of like a, a pairing of um, music therapy and um, my husband's work as a professional musician, and and more products supporting people and. Uh, the reminder that music can help this, this thing that people can come back to that, you know, we all know those, those of us who are music therapists, um, we all know how powerful it is. We, we see music in action every single day with, with people. And it's like, it's just amazing what we get to witness. Um, and other people feel the power of music too, every day, just by listening to music. But, um, this brand is going to serve as a reminder and a support in a few different ways. So anyway, I keep saying anyway, sorry. <laughs> I can't, I'm like catching myself saying anyway so many times on this one podcast. So apologies, but um, I wanted to give you that update. So yeah, music can help is this new thing that... Um, we have t-shirts and we have one like extra special sweatshirt that's embroidered and it's a little more pricey and it looks kind of fancy. Um, but those are up online now for you to buy. We have a pre-order open right now. It'll only be open for like a couple weeks though. So um, make sure you, you buy shirts if you want. And if you buy now and do the pre-order, uh, the shirts will be ready early March. And um, if all goes well, I will have the shirts to deliver to you, um, either shipping them right to your home or I'll have them for you to pick up at the Mid-Atlantic region um, of the American Music Therapy Association Conference in Buffalo starting on March 9th. So sign up for that too. I'll be there with a booth and I'm also thrilled for that. I'm so excited to have a booth. Um, I love, I love meeting people in person. So yes, also, if you're listening to this episode, please stop by and say hello and meet me in person because I love meeting new friends 
And if you listen to this podcast, you may already feel like we are friends and that's cool. So let's be friends in real life too. Okay, I think that's probably about the end of the episode because I there's I just feel like I'm rambling. But I hope you enjoyed listening to a little update on life. Um, I hope it's inspired you to um, be aware of what feels right in your work and in your life and also not give up on chasing that dream. All right, friends, all the best to you. Stay well. I'll talk with you soon.